Here's the situation, Rush. You are hired at the Department of the Inferior, which is trying to quantify their lists on inferiority. I'm gonna give you uh, some people or objects, and then you're gonna tell me what's one step below these things on the list of inferiority. Love it. All right, uh, I'm Rush Howard. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation. It's a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme, which is one of my favorite ones that you've come up with, TJ, was <laughs> inferior decorator. Yes. The inferior uh, decorator, although I didn't come up with a, a theme uh, or one of my situations that had a really terrible decorator, which I, I kind of spent <laughs> a little bit of time thinking about. But uh, I liked that pun quite a bit. And uh, as always, uh, I haven't heard your situations. You haven't heard mine. No, sir. Uh, so I'm just going to get right into it. That's that's how we do, buddy. That's right. We we, we try not to waste time. That's we right. Waste it during the situation. <laughs> yes, the show is wasting time. Let's not waste time on top of that. Uh, so here's the situation, TJ. You're uh, invited to a show that's called Add a Zero Hero. So okay. you, for this day, are the Add a Zero Hero. And what they do is... Uh, they, they go to all different walks of life and they say um, they want somebody to make a recommendation for something that could be really good in that walk of life for a dollar. Then something is really good for $10 for a hundred dollars. And you keep adding zeros all the way up to a hundred thousand dollars. And this week it's uh, it's for home decor, home decor. Okay. Um, so here, you know, it's stuff that you should have in your house that maybe some people wouldn't have. That, you know, so don't say can opener or whatever, you know, even though I don't have one, almost everybody else will. <laughs> right. Um, and so you're there to try to give some some cool ideas that would cost just this uh, this amount of money. And then we'll keep adding a zero to broaden it a little bit to allow you some more expense as you add a zero. OK, Start I'll off. try. Yep. All right. So what's a thing? What's a thing, TJ, that would be a great addition to a lot of homes that just costs a dollar? OK. Here, I, I didn't know, I didn't know this kind of thing existed and I'm not sure I got into our house, but it looks like Beth got it at a dollar store or at like one of those, like, and this may be where it came from. Like if you go to the state fair and they have the homewares building or whatever, and you walk around in there and they got this stuff. So I'll try and describe it for you. Well, let me, let me preface this by saying I eat a good amount of squash. All right. Okay. Now the tough, there are two, there are a couple of tough parts in like prepping a butternut squash. It's It's got a very tough rind, so you either have to kind of take a, a large knife and go bit by bit on it, or you need a really good peeler because it is a it is a nasty little rind. And I'm gonna say squash sweats. I don't know the proper term, but it gets it gets wet like as you work with it, so it becomes very slippery to hold on to. The other part is once you, let's say have your butternut, h a l v e your butternut getting all the, the the seeds and the gunk the the intestines of your squash out of there is 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 kind of a tough job usually we'll take a spoon but if it's kind of an underripe or still a very firm squash to kind of cut in there and get all that out with the spoon is a bit of a pain in the butt so we have this thing that is shaped kind of like the silhouette of a pear let's say and on the forward and back facing um parts of this uh, silhouette of a pear let's say it's Let's say it's like a ribbon that has been set on end and shaped into the the, the form of a pear. Cool, a thin okay. ribbon. If you have a picture of that, on the so a pear, you're thinking because you're making the hand signal, but it's all like like I'm thinking about like a like a, a fat snowman with like two 
So like the fatter base yep. and then the smaller uh, yeah, midsection. That'd be great. No, no head. Yep. Just two things. Yes. It. Yes. Okay. And so on the part that would be either touching the table or facing up are like kind of small little teeth. They, they wouldn't hurt for you to hold it, but are enough for you to like hold on to one edge and put the other end into the into the flesh of the squash and it sort of hollows out and carves out the the squash part and it's just like of that simple of of a piece of plastic my guess is it should cost about a buck so there you go got it other applications besides squash i mean would this help with a pumpkin like getting your uh your pumpkin insides out or what, what else uh i think i think (laughs) <laughs> it feels like just about anything in the squash family would would okay. would do pretty good by getting ripped up by this thing. I have I haven't tried it on any other objects so far other than an acorn squash and a butternut squash. So all right, fair yeah. enough. So very squash specific, but yeah. hey, it's a dollar. Yes. Uh let's add a zero. What's something that should be in people's houses that costs about ten dollars? All right, check this out. We we did this a while ago and and it's one of my favorite things about our kitchen. We bought, so we have a bunch of cabinets, right? Everyone's got cabinets in their kitchen. Usually you got a little knob on there. Find, you can find this pretty cheap for like a buck a piece. Um, I found most of ours were, were made in China. I bought for like a dollar a pop different mismatched knobs. So one might be a little like glass thing with like a little tree symbol in it. One might just be like kind of a green you know, quartzy looking thing, but you can kind of mismatch and it makes your kitchen look kind of delightfully it's kind of, you know, like, I guess maybe they call it like boho, maybe boho chic now. But instead yeah. of having these kind of like redundant, un- nondescript little chromey handles or whatever, you instead have these kind of cool little artsy handles. And you can get about 10 of them for about 10 bucks and unscrew, you know, and just screw those back in. So it's kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Might help you remember where stuff is as well. You might. Yeah, absolutely. You can find stuff that's indicative of what you what you have in there, if you like. That's a little 10 buck option. Little bling on your cabinets. All right, yeah. uh, we're gonna add a zero. What's something that'd uh, be great for people to have in their homes? Add a little home decor for about a hundred dollars. All right, I'm 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 gonna stay in the kitchen. I'm I'm not leaving the kitchen right now. I'm gonna stay in the kitchen. Okay. And here's what my favorite my favorite appliance in the kitchen is the toaster oven. So for a hundo bucks, you can find yourself a nice a nice little toaster oven. Um, so it obviously toasts. It also, for me, for my money, is the best reheating machine you can have in the house. You don't want to like restart. You don't want to put it in the in like an oven. You don't want to heat up a whole oven if you want to reheat two pieces of pizza. You also like don't want to put that in the microwave because even though it might super blast your cheese, it is going to rubberize your crust. In the toaster yeah. oven, it is perfect. Perfection. So find yourself a nice toaster oven, or it doesn't even have to be all that nice. For a hundred bucks, you'll be able to find yourself a fully functioning, decent toaster oven. Now, is 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 the difference from between the toaster oven and the oven for for this hundred dollar toaster oven? Uh, is is the taste better coming out of the, the toaster oven, or it's just a convenience issue of having that versus the oven as well? Absolutely comparable to a uh, traditional to a conventional oven better than the microwave and it is just the fact that like it takes a plug as opposed to getting a bunch of gas going to get to get a to get your oven all all fired up you know all if right. you're reheating uh, if you're reheating a 14 pound turkey go ahead and use the stove if you're just reheating a turkey sandwich go ahead and you're going to want this toaster oven you use that oven yeah uh let's add a zero now you got a thousand dollars to play with what's what's an item that might cost eh, roughly a thousand dollars it would be nice to have in your home here's here's what you want in your kitchen hang one of those pot racks 
You know, like those always look super cool. So you get like, it's basically like a metal rectangle. It's going to take, it's going to have to sustain some, some weight. So you want to, you know, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take you some money to get the right chains and hooks and make sure you're into a, a load bearing beam there so that you can hang, you know, a hundred pounds of pot off of that. But the, those, those racks over a center Island to me always make a place look tremendous, phenomenal. Great. Uh, I like that. And so with a thousand, you can really go, you can go pretty good on yeah. that. Maybe, maybe even pay for some labor to get it set up Yeah, uh, in a nice way. So you've got it. You're talking about the ones that kind of hang down maybe over the kitchen island. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Nice. All right. So let's add a zero. You now got $10,000, uh, you know, to recommend what's something that, uh, somebody might want to put in their home that would be real nice for about $10,000. It could really add to the, their enjoyment of their home. It's not my, it's not my taste, but, uh, how about a little wine cellar? Ooh, all right. Dig down, you know, if you already have a cellar, then you can, uh, you can dress part of it out in racks and, you know, and really, really make it look right with brick and stuff, stuff like that. I'm, I'm guessing, I, I'm guessing some wines are kept at certain temperatures. You could have a little, you know, room that is at proper, at proper temp or humidity for, uh, for vino. But, uh, like I said, it's not my taste. It would have, at one point, it would have my taste to have part of that be like a whiskey cellar. You have bottles mm-hmm. of, you know, bottles of, fine whiskey or a oak oak cask and age some of your age some of your own down there but uh i'd say that how about how about that yeah you could do a cool uh a cool setup and uh, i've seen like i kind of like the ones that are built into people's stairs oh so, like, sure okay use it's a way to use the space that's underneath the stairs so you have a little tiny door into your wine cellar uh at the, at the base of the stairs or something like very that. cool uh, maybe on the way down the basement and then you have a little refrigerated room or something now that might be more than ten. I don't know, but uh, anyway, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so now we're gonna last one. We're gonna add one more zero. You got a hundred thousand dollars to uh, decorate somebody's house, uh, but we're just one item. I mean, obviously you do a lot of things with a hundred thousand. Yeah. This is we're gonna go bananas. We're gonna get kind of a centerpiece for the home, a thing that is, you know, absolutely. It's gonna be like decadent and over the top or what have you, but hopefully you know tasteful and a thing that you think. If you've got the if you got the means to do it, what would be a phenomenal addition for for big money like that? Wow! All right. Hmm. I'd go with like a this batting cage with a. With, I'm gonna stay in the kitchen. Um. There's there's I'm I'm guessing there are these stoves that look like they're entirely made out of stainless steel. Have like twelve burners on them that look like they have to be twenty five to thirty thousand dollar um equipment and then basically if you go that route the venting that you would have to put above that to safely vent off that amount of potential heat up through the house is is i imagine could take a massive amount of money to to do that if you don't already have the venting system right above let's say right above just a ceiling in a bedroom you'd have to redo a whole you know like your ceiling and and and, and venting system for that um I'm going to say that, which probably leaves us some money that you could have a dry aging room for your, for your beef. Yeah. I mean, so you're basically like, 
you're turning it into like the, the top chef kitchen or something. You've got 12 burners. You're just going to like a restaurant kitchen, very fancy yeah. set of, uh, you're making it like steakhouse quality kind of setup with like dry aged, dry aged beef kind of, you, could, of, you could maybe build a whole room. That's like off to the side. I mean, yeah. That would be pretty cool. Do you know what dry hanging, aging is by the beef. way? Have you ever looked at, have you ever done any research into what, or heard the description of dry aging? I've heard it. I mean, I always tune it out like 12 seconds into Bro. the 60-second thing at like a steakhouse. Bro, Ham, it's so gross. It's you're just you're just hanging beef in a non a non-cooled environment. It's just letting it mold and shit. It it's basically like if you turned your fridge off and kept your beef in there, that's kind of what your dry aging is. It's it's dripping, it's losing moisture and quite often molding and mildewing, but with the loss of moisture the 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 moisture that is left or the and the and the meat that is left can, uh, concentrates the flavor but it's basically just kind of like safely i guess safely letting your meat go bad because it does wow. evolve, evolve like trimming mold and shit off the sides if i had a hundred thousand dollars i might get a time machine to unlearn <laughs> that fact because, uh, I, i've eaten plenty of enough oh yeah I've, I've, I've had the occasional dry aged uh, <laughs> right. you know beef or pork or whatever and i enjoy it well thank you so much yeah and, uh add a zero hero hey you know and I, if we ever want to bring it back uh, i've left it i've left plenty of plenty rooms in the house where we can actually yep. go go other places so <laughs> I, can, yeah, I guess you can tell where my mind's been all right rush here's the situation um and this is goes off of decorator part as well a kind of a domestic decorating thing but i want to get this one out of the way i'd like you to imagine the house you end up living in so right now you live in kind of a high-rise high-rise environment but i imagine yeah. um if, if you end up if you have a home like a ground level house you know in a yard and shit in mind i'd like you to imagine yeah. that place um so your forever home we'll call it i'm going to name some design elements and i'd like just your thoughts of them as potential aspects desirable or potential aspects of whatever your forever home ends up being cool okay what is the likelihood or appeal for you of a wood-burning fireplace i like it uh we had um i was just in in in, uh atlanta for a while where my parents do have a wood-burning uh fireplace and um you know it's 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 nice uh so I, i i mean it it doesn't jump out at me as something that I'm like super likely to uh, think about or include. But if, if somebody said like, and then we can do this and it will fit well here. Like I, I would certainly be receptive to uh, including it. Okay. What about these were hot when I was a kid. I don't feel like I see them much anymore, but I'm not also in like kind of older people's homes anymore. A recliner. What are your, what are your feelings on the, uh, the appeal or p- potentiality of a, having a recliner? Well, I have one, um, but it doesn't, you wouldn't know that it's a recliner to kind of look at it. So it's ah. like a fancy looking leather chair that, that does kick out and uh, I can recline and watch TV and it's from Restoration Hardware, I think. And um, I love it. Okay. So I think I would like to, uh, I, I would really like if possible for that chair to uh, to fit in um, to whatever a uh, new place I end up in. So yeah, I, I think relatively likely that I will have one. Again. Okay. And sometimes but like this, a Barca lounger, no way. Okay. This next one you sometimes see like in, 
in uh, in like either homes or magazines or whatever. I've never understood the appeal of it, but who knows? It's like a bowl with wicker balls in it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I, I'm pretty bad at stuff like that. Like, okay. I have I have too many possession like unnecessary possessions anyway. Like if I had a if I've got a bowl or a basket or something like. I need to drop my mail in there. Or okay, yeah, like, I hear. Can't be, can't be tied up with things. That don't <laughs> right, great. How about the what's um, on the uh, appeal level? Where does uh, a spiral staircase get you? I don't love them. I okay. mean, if if it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've seen ones that I think are, are really cool. The problem is, uh, they're very expensive. And they're, they're not very, they're not super practical. Um, I do, I'm kind of talking myself the other way though, a little bit because my, my like aesthetic is usually more modern. And so the mm-hmm. kind of, uh, it, it would have to be like the, the, the less grandiose spiral staircase, but the more modern style with the, you know, tighter radius, I guess. Okay. And very kind of open look to it is a nice way to keep the overall, place feeling more open um but uh for the most part i i would prefer to minimize how much i'm going upstairs okay and I, i'm fine with having a basement but i like having a, a bigger wider with with tall ceilings anyway um and i don't love having uh, to get up and downstairs a ton anyway so i i, I wouldn't be necessarily against it but i, I bet i don't end up with Okay. This has always looked cool to me. I don't know how this would fit into yours. It's definitely not a modern look, but if you have really high ceilings, who knows? How about that bookshelf with the rolling ladder look? What do you think about that deal? So I think, so I've seen a couple that I think are really cool. Like, and, and there's, there's two ways that I might end up doing that. One is I like the houses where you walk in and there's like an entrance hall and on the right side of that hallway is like a bunch of, uh, of, of books and other stuff set up there. Um, cause it's kind of a cool like conversation that, you know, the person walks in, they see like your books or for me, it would probably be a lot of board games. And, um, and you get that little ladder that rolls up and down because you're, you know, what else are you doing with that hallway? Right. right. So you recess it and build that. I've seen that in a couple, a couple of homes and it's usually in like, like, you know, expensive homes in New York where you don't have a ton of space. Right. right, right so right. you want to, you want to really maximize it. So they do that. So I, I, I think that is cool. And I could be talked into that. The other thing is, um, I will likely in my ultimate home end up with some room that is just like loaded with board games. Cause I, I have so many of them and, and have for a long time. And I think it would be cool to take that room and, uh, and kind of almost like tongue in cheek, make it a library okay. where you have that ability to like slide the ladders over and you go and grab your games. And, uh-huh. you know, there would be like some books in there probably as well, but uh, then, then, then I don't have to like store them all in the closet of shame, you know, right. just be like a you. room of shame. <laughs> right. walk in and like, what is going on? Well, let me ask this one. Then I'll move down one on here and ask this, because this might fit into this room of shame or if, you know, if we're older gentlemen or whatever uh, do you still picture a video game area yeah i think so i mean i think i um i think i i mean when i think of a video game area it's like i want to have 
two good TVs in any house that I live in. And, and the, the main room TV, I don't want to have video games because I don't like having the wires and everything out right. there when people come over. And so, um, you know, I don't even know that it needs to be like a video game room, but like wherever the kind of secondary TV is there, I think you can, you can still have a nice setup and then that room could have, you know, good video game sound or whatever. Um, and then, you know, I'll always have a desktop computer just cause they're, they can do some stuff that's not all that easy on the iPad or, or laptop. So yeah, are, we, still have that. are we the first generation that's going to be like 75, 80 year old dudes playing on a PS 19, you know, like, yeah. 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 That's but us. we will be, I mean, you know, I, I thought, 20 years ago, oh, I guess everybody will outgrow, you know, our like youth culture, but, but instead it became a dominant adult culture, right? Like, I mean, comic book movies right. are completely dominant. Superhero movies, completely dominant. All that stuff was kind of came up in the, you know, the old side of the generation X now. And now those people are like making those movies and like, we all played video games. I mean, the video game industry is obviously just exploded now. You know, I'm not going to say as many people watch people play video games as watch TV, but like there's a just ridiculous amount of people that are out watching other people play video games now. And I think like that kind of uh, it its role in culture is, is not going away anytime yeah. soon. I don't know. I, I've never I've never thought like, like boy, you know, I, I'm just too old to play this like ps4 game instead i've been like i don't have time to right but then when i then when i you end know, up with a ton a of time right play something i enjoy <laughs> right. how about an in-ground pool where's the appeal level of that in your forever home yeah I, w- I would look i would love to have a tennis court love to have a clay tennis court in my yard um i think it's unlikely that i'll ever have that um and i would rather have that than a pool but if i have a clay tennis court my yard's big enough to like set all that up. I'm probably going to have uh, a pool in the backyard as well. Okay. How about a home gym? Yeah, I, I will cer- certainly have a home gym. Walk-in closet? I hope so. Okay. Hot tub. That's huge appeal to me. Huge, huge, huge appeal to me. Of that? I was over at my buddy's house. I won't say his name because he may not want me to, but uh, he had, I mean, his closet was just so great. It, it was one of those ones where you got to like, use the the high hook to just get like stuff down from oh no kidding no and it's it's like old-fashioned old-fashioned like general store thing where you had to like knock knock a can off the top shelf or whatever (laughs) yeah it's like a thing you put up and you slide it into where the hanger goes and then you just take the whole thing down like you would at a clothing store when they reach up and get it but but the thing that he had that i love so much is a big square huge tall closet where you can see all of your all of your clothes for like all four seasons and in the center there's an island where you can have underwear socks t-shirts uh gym shorts and a bunch of shoes in there and i was like man uh that is that is you know it's it's hard to it's hard to have the space to do that but i would love to have that happen and i don't even have you know i don't have like great clothes or anything you guys got it made it'd be great um last couple hot tub no, I'm not that likely to have a hot tub. Sitting porch? Depends on where I live, but, um, you know, I think in Chicago, no. Uh, if I end up in a warmer place, absolutely. All so right. cer- certainly has a lot of appeal to me. I love, I 
love a nice porch. Last one. You may have answered this with the uh, with the tennis court. Most likely not basic thing that you'll have. Well, I don't know. I think it's pretty unlikely that I'll have the tennis court, but but certainly I'm you know a hundred times more likely than most people to end up with a tennis court in my house. Okay. Um, I just think there's there's such a nightmare to to Maintain, take care of. Yeah. Um, but that that would certainly be a possibility. Another thing. I mean, I love games of all sorts and types and everything. And I, I, I do think one thing that I want to do is have like a room, like a, you know, basement um, that no one else would really care to go. So I guess you'd call it a man cave <laughs> or something, but um, where I could have like all these like games set up and everything. And then I could have like, um, uh, like my all sports fantasy league. We have, we make a shirt every year, uh-huh. for all different colors and everything. I keep a large one from every year that we've ever done it. So we're in year 14 and I have every shirt and I have those ready because one day I want to frame them all like a sports memorabilia thing and, and like hang all that around. Very and it would cool. just be like a tacky, terrible room. Like people right. would be like, you know, you shouldn't <laughs> do this. But it would just be like, no, no, don't worry about it. That's just like, that's like the playroom. It's like, it's like uh, for my arrested development. You know? who, who knows what the state of virtual affairs will be by then too, Rush. You may just need a room, you know, like a room with four black walls and a chair in the middle that, you know, like your board games can be, you know, life size and projected on yeah. screens and, you know, you roll six foot high virtual dice, you know, and, and, and whatever, you know, or, or whatever it, it takes, you know, draw, draw cards from a, a virtual deck where you, you know, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Super VR, super VR chamber. Right. I, mean, I think the things that'll be key to me are going to be like, I'm going to want to have good views. I like to have tall ceilings. And then I, I, I really, it, you've been to where I live now. Yep. I, I really like having one like large room that can you know, serve triple purposes, right? Like I don't like when you go to these places and they have a lot of square footage, but it's all made up in, you know, the second bedroom's really big and they've got like uh, an office and they've got a basement and they've got an upstairs and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, if I can get just a bunch of square footage and, and put it into a great room and then a really big, doesn't have to be really big, but just a big, nice master bedroom. That's like that's what I'm looking for. Just buy two old racquetball courts side by side. Oh, I yeah. tell you what. And then use one of them for racquetball and the other one for squash. And uh, and just put a sleeping bag in between. I like it. I see where you're going. Yeah, you saw exactly where I was going. All right. <laughs> you're up. All right. So um got a one that's a little kind of like that so i'm going to come back to that one later and instead uh here's the situation tj yes. i want you to put together some superior versus inferior ladders when it comes to various uh products okay and so i'm going to name a type of thing and then i'm going to give you a couple and i just want you to rank them superior to inferior uh and and some of them are ones where it's like okay um well whatever we'll get to it great and i'm gonna start with one that i know i know you know well it's what i kind of Made me think of this one a little bit. Polar, and, polar's on the top. Well, uh, uh. you okay. I'll just do that one first. Okay. <laughs> uh, sparkling waters. Yes. I want the superior to inferior list uh, with polar. Yeah. Lacroix. Ugh. Topo Chico. 
Okay. Waterloo. Okay. Perrier. Yep. That's my five. Give okay. Me your... Brush, I, 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 I know I, we could throw a ton of other ones in there. We could do, we will, could do 20. Will you put one in there for Waterloo? That's the one I'm not, I'm not experienced bubbly. with. Okay. Bubbly. Okay. Great. All right. I can, I can do this. Um, top of the mountain polar, nothing better. It is, it will always be King. I can't imagine what will, what will unseat it. Um, this next one is the only tough one. Two, three is the only tough one for me. And it's between Perrier and bubbly. I like them both. Um, I'm going to put bubbly at two just for the variety of flavors. There's, there's maybe 15 different flavors. The pineapple one I've just gotten my hands on is really, really yummy. I like their orange. Um, Perrier's orange is good. Oh yeah, there you go. How you liking it? I'm holding up a bubbly pineapple to show TJ. I like it. Sure. Okay. Um, And then Perrier. Perrier. I think I've had their orange, the lime. There's maybe a lemon lime one as well, and then they're straight. And I and I like them. It. it, They keep it simple. Yeah. They keep it simple. They just got like four flavors. Yeah, and it makes me burp, but it's a burp I like. Um, And so, um, so Perrier's third. Topo Chico, I'm not in love with it, man. There's a little bit of like salty or some kind of taste in there that just doesn't do it for me. That I don't know why a club soda adds sodium unless unless it does something for their ability to hold on to the fizz or whatever. I don't know why anyone would add something that makes you more thirsty to something that you want to use to make you less thirsty. So Topo Chico on this list is four. And LaCroix, I cannot stand it. It it makes me more thirsty. It upsets my stomach, um, and despite the fact that they have a huge variety, probably the king of variety, uh, I just, I really don't, I really don't enjoy LaCroix at all. They do have uh, a ton of flavors. All right. Uh, superior, inferior, this is the one I was going to start on. Just, okay. Uh, I know the answer, but <laughs> Twizzlers versus Red Vines. Oh, Twizzlers. I just bought two packs of the nibs, the cherry nibs uh, yesterday. Twiz. Twiz is great. The Red Vines is just too waxy for me. All right. Which is which is the superior sporting accomplishment? Bowl a perfect game or break par in golf? Break par in golf. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Which is the superior soft drink out of this list and go all the way down again? Okay. Coke. Yep. Pepsi. Yep. Sprite. Okay. 7-Up. Okay. Dr. Pepper. All right. Mr. Pittman. All right. So this is gonna this will be this will be uh, sacrilegious to many people. I uh, I have I have no brand preference in my in my cola. Uh, okay. They're 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 both fine. They're both fine with me. I know Pepsi. Beth hates Pepsi. Too too sickly sweet. I think for her for me I don't mind it. There's um there's I guess just a little funk and Coke that maybe I appreciate over over Pepsi. So let's do I'm not. Let's do it this way. We'll go Coke, Pepsi, 7-Up, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, and I have very little. This has ended up on the bottom mostly because of my lack of experience with it, Mr. Pip. I'm not sure if I've ever had Mr. Pip. Fair enough, but I am intrigued that there, you find a big enough difference between Sprite and 7-Up that Dr. Pepper slides in between there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, Sprite repeats on me pretty pretty nastily in a way that uh, I don't like. I don't like the Sprite burp. Um, and I think from 
if my nearest recollection, and I drink no soda anymore, that Dr. Pepper is a pretty respectable product. I think. I think oh they, yeah, I, I love. I love. I, I don't drink. I drink uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, but that's my favorite by far. Soda. I I always liked, and I had to you know kind of not say this because I was in Atlanta. Uh, because I mean, for me, Coke and Pepsi is a huge delta. Yep. I loved Coke growing up. I uh, hated Pepsi, but I would kind of secretly prefer Seven Up. And there was something about it; it was almost like a little closer to a ginger ale type yeah. to it than the Sprite. The Sprite just felt so sugary, and uh, you do get like the Sprite burps are a real thing. I agree with you there yeah, too. Yeah, that, bother, that bothers me. And and diet diet Dr Pepper is a uh, top of the mountain diet version of of soda oh it is it's, uh, that's the superior yeah. diet soda yeah for sure uh now we're gonna talk about um mexican entrees okay uh what's the superior out of this list burrito enchilada chalupa taco quesadilla okay um chalupa <laughs> i might have i might need your help with what's a chalupa it's I, don't, like a, I don't either. Okay. I know where to put it. It's going to be on the bottom. Uh, just because if, if it can't even get to the point where most people know what the hell it is or where you and I know a decent amount of shit about, about shit. And if neither of us knows what the hell a chalupa is, it's on the bottom. I mean, the problem that I have is like, I, I only, I think the only chalupas I eat are Taco Bell. So I can describe the difference between a Taco Bell <laughs> chalupa and a Taco Bell taco. But I doubt if that's that the only one. Chalupa- <laughs> It Taco Bell is a good is a good example. Well, if it's the only real example we know of, it's going on the bottom. So Chalupa is last. Um, quesadilla is going to be second to last. I like them. I think of it more as an appetizer somehow, like a shareable and not something that you should have as the as the meal. Uh, fajitas are a meal for some reason in my head. Chalupa the uh, quesadillas are more of an app. Um, okay. So and then next uh, middle on the list is going to be tacos. I know a lot of people love them. They seem kind of too snacky for me. I, I I would need you know three or three or four, and I don't like to have three or four of anything for it to qualify as a meal. Um, next then is going to be burrito, which is probably my personal favorite of this list. Um, and that you can have one, and that feels like a meal. Enchilada just seems like you got to do more with it. You got to sauce it and cheese it and warm it afterwards and stuff like that. So that seems to me more like a composed meal dish. So that'll be at the top. All right. Superior inferior list uh, for um, uh, household double A batteries: Energizer, Duracell, Panasonic. <laughs> Panasonic can be at the bottom. I like <laughs> the. It's not their first job, as far as I know. It's not their top job. So it, right. it, it as a secondary as a secondary thing. Um, Duracell, I don't know, man. They they just look like industry standard, like top quality to me. I like the simplicity of their design. I like the color combo. I like the copper top. So uh, Duracell is going to be top, and Energizer will be in the middle. It's funny. I I agree, and I was like, why do I like Duracells better? And then I was like, it's just pure marketing. Yeah, like, absolutely. They got me because the it looks better, and when I see the Energizer, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't see yeah. the copper top. We always had like we had, as a kid too. We had a lot of Rayovac batteries, which were like, hey, these these. These look cool, but they don't look, they look like they're made in some like mom and pop shop there where they're just like yeah. taping these labels on that, that Duracell looks like someone made it in like a factory. You knew what they were doing. It's like, I think Rayovac was like, was there like a tiger ju- jumping through an O with a bolt through it or something <laughs> like this? This was like, this looks like are they just made in our town, you know, like, uh, yeah. they were, they were not long. I mean, that, that is, uh, 
that's an antitrust dream over there. <laughs> there's just there's just really two. Uh, all right. Uh, this is one you know a fair amount about. Okay. I want the superior to inferior list for baseball gloves. And I'm, I've got Wilson. Mm-hmm. Rawlings. All right. Mizuno. Yep. Franklin. All right. And Under Armour. Those are the ones I have. Okay. Um, I'm going to put Under Armour last. They might be a superior glove. I'm just, I don't have much familiar and they're the last one in this, in this game. Um, next is going to be, I'm going to put Wilson at four. Um, and then Franklin at three. Those, those are also ones where you can find like, Hey, for some reason they're selling these Wilson and Franklin gloves for like $14. You yeah, know, like what's yeah. what's going on? Like they're kind of made of like something that might be plastic or leather from an animal that shouldn't usually give skin. You know, um, and yeah, this, it's almost like you hurt you hurt your brand by going by going too too low on the you know because they may have great hundred dollar gloves, but you know it's just hard to trust it when you're like, well, you sell a lot of these fourteen. Yeah, well, yeah, we make some good wine, but we also have this two dollar wine that you might <laughs> that you might enjoy. Yeah. Like, okay, you're off the board. Um, so my, my sneaking suspicion is that these guys are actually the top of the line, but I'm going to put them second Mizuno. I see a lot of like pro ball players have those, those Mizuno mitts. And I think I actually use a Mizuno mitt myself. Now I have a couple downstairs, um, as a kid, I'll just mention this. They're not on the list, but like we use spal- uh, Spalding gloves, but again, oh, yeah. it's not well, there. They're, they're Franklin now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Okay. Um, and then, so number one, probably out of, you know, cause I would put Louisville slugger on the top of the bat list, even though who knows if that's, if that's still the best bat in the, in the world, I'm going to put Rawlings number, number ones. I kind of came up with them as number one. Yeah. Also good branding with that little red circle yep. on the glove on the inside. Absolutely. You know, that was always like, that, that made me want to get that glove. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Uh, let me give you this one. Um, just two more here. Okay. Uh, this one is, uh, what's the superior uh, sneaker? And I know you don't, I'm going to do the last two is the thing I know you don't love. And then the yep. thing that I know you do love. All right. Uh, and that is uh, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, Puma. I'll throw in Skechers. All right. For the, your, your sneakers. Skechers, Puma. And what am I missing? I have Nike, Adidas, Puma, Skechers, and Reebok. And Reebok. All right. All right. Um, are uh well i'll go from the bottom to the top just as uh as far as i think about them as sneakers they're going to be last because i think of sketchers in my world is also slip-on shoes and stuff like that okay. they're yep. probably fine probably fine sneaker makers i have them as the as the bottom um i'm gonna have reebok second to the bottom uh i think there was there was a lot of reebok in our house growing up a lot of new balance in our house growing up but reebok i'm gonna have as as four you know who they make a great sneaker. They just don't play in my world. Nike is going to be is going to be the middle. I'm sure a lot of people have them on, on top. Uh, Puma is going to be number two. Street cred, man. I just love the look of a Puma. I like Puma zip ups and all that. And our house, our house, the Polish palace here is an Adidas house. They're number one. Adidas. All, right. all, all right. day I dream about sports. All right, yeah, yeah. Sure. our house is an Adidas. Uh, where would sport. New Balance end up? Would they be number two on that? Yeah, I'd probably or? put New Balance. Yeah, hometown, hometown fave, <laughs> the New Balance, the irregular store where we would buy like sneakers for like ten bucks because they had you know the the N and B backwards or whatever. We had a factory yeah. second outlet in, uh, <laughs> in Holyoke, so we would buy yeah. a lot of New Balance. Do you own a pair of running shoes? I don't. Uh, the only the uh, no, I you know I do the the ones you gave me. 
<laughs> I, have, oh, yeah. I have that red pair of sneakers that you gave me. Those, uh, those are the closest I have to actual running shoes. Although I will always have a pair of Adidas Sambas. So they're like kind of basically indoor soccer shoes. I always yeah. have a pair of those. Oh, those are great. That's a great shoe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the one I gave you, that's a tennis shoe. I think that Wilson. But, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and I'm going to end with uh, something that uh, you and I both love. And I want you to say, what's the superior down to the inferior table game? Okay. And we've got craps. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat. I'm going to generally say kind of Caribbean stud poker, but by that I mean like all of these kind of, yep. you know, uh, all these like variations. You can have Mississippi stud or uh, ultimate hold'em. Include those, like, like three card of, and stuff, or are you talking about just the five yeah, card guys? Card, okay. Those, you know, mix them all together. Okay. I, I think of those as all the kind of like, uh, I don't know what you want to say. A yeah, I hear you. More... Carn- kind of carnival poker games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do, uh, I'm not going to do only table games. I said table game, but, but I want you to throw in Kino. Okay. Game. I want you to throw in slots. Yep. It's not a table game. And then I want you to throw in poker, which I think probably is a fairly called a table game. And, uh, that's the list. Uh, let's hear those in either order. Top to okay. bottom, bottom to top. Just per this is all just personal taste. Uh, so uh, we'll start at the bottom. Uh, Baccarat never had any use for it. You know, King of Games or whatever Monte Carlo built on it or whatever. I just don't. I I, I ba- understand the basics. They are not interesting to me at all. Like that, you don't even play your hand and stuff like that. You bet house versus yeah. whatever dealer. No, no interest. No interest in that whatsoever. Whatsoever. Um, number two. You know, as many times as I've done it, um, I have done it more in like bars back in Massachusetts than anywhere else. It's fine, but I'm only doing it because they don't have anything else is Kino. You know, yeah. if they if they had anything else available, I'd be doing anything anything other than anything other than that. So far, I think we're in lockstep. I just want to say that. So far yeah. we are dead dead I think it's gonna go off the rails, but for the first two I imagine it will. Yeah. Because totally I, I think next you would have slots and uh I next because I just find it repetitive, even odds and kind of uninteresting to me. Blackjack doesn't do much for me. It's it's it was, yeah. it's it's huge for my grandfather, huge for my brother. Um it's just it's just math and you know with the exception of maybe six or seven your hand versus their hand as far as what you're showing it's just sort of automatic you know like that's an automatic state it's an automatic hit that's it's just it's just not not interesting to me um and it's you know and it's usually even even money on the uh or the rare occasion where you get what like three to two and sometimes five to three i guess on blackjack so um next for me would be roulette I like it for a little bit of amount of time. I love the 35 to one. I think that's wonderful. But when, when you're cold on roulette, it doesn't seem, it seems like it's an impossible game to win at that, you know, like it just, it, it misses, it, it seems to know where your numbers are, misses them on purpose. And, uh, it's just, it just seems rough sometimes. So I don't like the, there are a lot of things I don't like about roulette, if I'm being honest, but one of the things that I, I, that bothers me the most is, and I don't know why, because in some of these other games, it takes a long time in between deals or whatever. But I just I feel like there's a longer period of time in roulette where I'm just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. waiting. I've already made decisions that I need to make. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, uh, all right, what, is it going to happen? Like, I, I got to wait 70 seconds. Yeah. For you to spin this thing. And, and the, uh, that bothers me. the difference in like a full crap table is the most fun thing in a casino. 
a yes. full roulette table is a pain in the ass. Like oh, it's a pain to get to your numbers. It's it, people are stacking, things get knocked over. Like it's just it you can't reach the top. You have to have the dealer place so many of your bets and yelling to him like two on the two, split the two five, give me the eight. Like it just is it's a pain in the ass. Um yeah. that was that was my uh, third lowest was roulette. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, I know this. I just said there's nothing more fun at it. It's just a game that sometimes makes me nervous for the amount of dough you have to have in play. The volatility of it is 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 really exciting, but also gets me kind of worked up a little bit. Is craps sometimes. So craps is next. Yep. Um, I will then put uh, the carnival poker games. Um, I, I I like the games where the my my in general. I like the games more at the top where you are given, you seem to have more autonomy of play, more, more hands on. And just the fact you get to hold five cards and, you know, and make your decisions and stuff like that. So that's going to be those carnival games, then slots, which I spend a ton of time playing. And uh, I like the volatility and the possible payouts of that. You can have, you know, like you're never going to get a, 50 to one payout playing blackjack on one hand right. you can at slots. And then lastly would be poker. Cause I think it is the most autonomous it's, you know, it, there are actual things that are, it's not just the cards it's players versus players. I can get you off a hand. You, you know, like you can fool me like all, all of that. The, the full body effect of how you handle your chips can make a difference too to a player there's so many signals being sent or tried to not being sent that i uh that i think that's the most interesting and top of the mountain of these games it's interesting so poker would be my number one as well in a vacuum the problem is normally now when i am in las vegas it's usually with 10 10 plus people and we have like dinners and we have uh stuff we're doing during the day i might even try to like tennis while i'm out there and I, I no longer have as much time to do the i'm going to sit down for eight hours and just grind at the poker table which i really love to do uh-huh. so so for me like my number two is craps but that's the one i end up playing more now for for kind of the same reason you don't like it which is i can get in there and in about four hours of playing craps i had a whole gambling weekend oh yeah yeah you know we yeah. we uh you could have you could have played another game for a long time yeah and not seen the swings <laughs> right. I just saw in four <laughs> yeah so thank you that was good that was good man all right rush um here's the situation i made another bracket for you i made we we record these two at a time tonight or we are then so last week i made a bracket i made a new bracket for you this is the bracket of inferiority Okay. So what I tried to do was pick the least popular member of different groups or categories to compose these matchups. And what I'd like you to pick is who would lose each matchup. And yeah. so we'll end up with the loser of the losers being the champion of this. Got it. This is the exact, really the opposite of champion of champions. Correct. This is loser of losers. Got it. Okay. Yes. So um, the first matchup, Wool versus Blair. And Blair, as in the Facts of Life characters, who I imagine would be everyone's least favorite character of the Facts of Life girls. Oh, Wool really? versus Blair, who loses? You know, I don't, I don't know that she's my least favorite Facts of Life character. Uh, you got who? Who you have? Natalie, Tootie, Joe, Lower. 
Not Joe. Joe was my favorite growing up. Yep. I know that. Not Tootie. So it might be Natalie. It might be Mindy Cohn or it might be Blair. I don't. I probably did growing up. Maybe Mindy Cohn. I don't know. And, and well, let uh, me say, like the some people will differ on these. I tried to put what I thought would be close to a family feud consensus of sure, like no, least I don't favorite. Have, of I don't the, have a problem yeah. saying Blair's the least popular. I don't have any problem with that at all. That being said, get wool out out of here by advancing it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, um, Nixon or Winter? Well, I mean, Winter. Okay. Tuesday or Grumpy? Ooh, interesting thought piece there. Is Tuesday the worst day of the week? I think so. I thought if you gave everybody a thing, like there'd be something appealing about Saturday, Sunday. Monday at least has a personality to it. Wednesday, you're halfway through. Thursday, you're kind of cruising towards. Friday's going to be, you know, favorite. Tuesday seemed like the most nothing day of the of the week to me. But who knows? This is, you know, it's your and take. what am I up against? Uh, grumpy uh, as far as like the worst. This, the, se- the seven dwarf you'd least want to be in a car with. Let's, let's advance Tuesday. Okay. You got me intrigued with this Tuesday situation. Tuesday moves on. All right, Diane, um, who I think would be the least popular character from, from all the years of Cheers. Yep. And Spiders. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Neither of these would have <laughs> lost so far, I don't think. Uh, uh, God, I was so sure I was picking Diane, but I am not. <laughs> Spy- oh, I hate Spiders. I hate Spiders. Yeah. Spiders. Spiders. Okay. We're moving to the other side. Um, oh, we ordered some Thai food last week, and it was like, well, you know, given the chance, I bet you at least people of chicken, pork, beef, or whatever, tofu was going to be people's least favorite yeah. protein. Uh, and yeah, that's right. This, this, this may or may not be, but when people want to make a joke about, yay, well, at least we're not, um, it's Mississippi. So tofu versus Mississippi. Um, out of respect for my buddy Justin Peterson that lives in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, I will uh, I'll, I'll leave them out of the carnage and move tofu forward. Okay, who loses in opera? Of uh, as far as like music genres and yellow, as far as the colors, the eight colors in a like a basic box of color crayons. Uh, you know, I think I've had my rants on this podcast about opera, but like I don't care for opera and. The stories are just so stupid and repetitive, <laughs> and the, I'm, I guess it doesn't much matter. But but like, I I don't love this the the you know I don't love the music enough to be able to get around the, the storylines drive me crazy. So opera worse than opera. Okay, Ringo or Black Jelly Beans? Black Jelly Beans. All right, BJB. Moving on. All right. Oh, I thought of like, hey, if you're gonna order out, no one's ever gonna say like. Hey, let's get English food. So it's English food versus <laughs> well, Frank. You know who would? <laughs> yeah, you know who would one guy Shad would. Well, Kunkel. two guys. Dougie Poots and Shad Kunkel would run yeah. to the English food takeout window. Uh, English food or Frank Burns? Uh, I think um, I don't really know enough about Frank Burns, so I'm going to say English food. Okay, English food. All right, second round. Wool. Wow, oddly coincidental. Wool versus winter. <laughs> uh, Who's worse? You know, to me, like winter's got some 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 good stuff and some bad stuff. Um, 
So, uh, whereas I just, I, I'm not a wool. That's mm-hmm. not my thing. So I'm going wool. Okay, great. Tuesday versus spiders. Spiders. All right. Tofu and opera. I, 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 I'm going to move opera to the final four. All right. And lastly, uh, black jelly beans or English food? I would eat English food seven days a week <laughs> before I would have one like, three right. bean helping of black jelly beans. <laughs> Good grief. This, Never. Your final four is uh, is wool, opera, spiders, and black jelly beans. First yeah, match to go to the finals, wool or spiders? Spiders are way worse than wool. Spiders. Opera or black jelly beans? Black jelly beans are way worse than opera. Clash of the Titans here in the finals rush. Spiders versus BJB, the black jelly beans. Who is the worst of the worst, the winner of the losers? Spiders or black jelly beans? That is that is a great question. You posed an interesting topic here for me to think about because I, I'm I'm going to say this. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some thought about this because okay. if I'm talking about all sorts of creatures, yep. Okay, I hate sharks. Mm-hmm. I hate cockroaches. I hate spiders. I don't love snakes, but they're they're not as bad as those three. I would say there's a holy trinity of sharks, spiders, and cockroaches. Of those, do I think spiders are the absolute worst? Probably not, but they're they're way up there. So that's so I'm thinking as far as ones you'd run into. My guess is like, well, sharks might be worse, but you 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 will likely not run into one, right? I would certainly rather find a normal spider in my house than a cockroach. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But if, if you're if you're like walking like a tarantula into my house, like yeah. I, you know, you'll never see me in my house again. Okay. So <laughs> on the other side, you got a black jelly bean, which is horrible. And then I'm thinking about like circus peanuts, mm-hmm. uh, candy corns. Yep. Um, and maybe yellow starburst. Uh, but I don't, there's not many things, again, there's not many things, maybe, maybe like some of those Cadbury cream eggs, I don't, really don't care for those, I don't like a peep, I don't yep. care for, uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of bad candies, maybe more candies that are kind of up in that in that realm, I would say the circus peanut and the candy corn to me would be the co, co-title <laughs> holders, <laughs> and because of that, even though I think black jelly beans is a great choice, what a horrible, hor- like terrible piece of candy. I'm going to say spiders uh, are the winner. All right, spiders, winners are the losers. There you go. You com- completed the bracket of inferiority. I love it. All right, always fun to do a bracket. Uh, TJ, yes, sir. Uh, this is this is the thing. Um, I'm going to do a little lead in before I give you the situation. Okay. Um, there is a, a famous uh, golf course designer who, who designed a couple of courses in Chicago and and, and also elsewhere country he didn't do that many courses but he's he's famous for having like i don't know five of the 20 most revered courses in the country his name is seth rayner and seth rayner uh created these things and none of this is going to matter so if you hate golf don't worry about it uh viewers at home we're going to get past that but he created something that was called the template hole and 
the template hole was he, he had a specific kind of design for a golf hole that then he thought should be incorporated in most other golf courses. So you would take it and it was like a, it was a, it was kind of a visual concept and idea that you would lift from and say, okay. And so one of the template holes was called the Redan hole, which was a par three where uh, unlike almost every other type of hole you'll ever see on the middle of the green, not the middle of the green, the back of the green, there's a huge hill that runs kind of from the front right and it goes all the way up around the back right side of the green and it's on the right side. So if you hit it in, it'll roll up that hill and then kind of roll back down. Um, as long as you don't hit it too hard, if it rolls back over the top of that hill, then you're in jail because you're over that hill and it's going to be impossible. Like when they to refer to a backstop, the green has a backstop? Like that kind of. Yeah, the green has almost like a little backstop okay. around, like a bowl, a one sided bowl around the back of it. And that was called the Redan hole, which frankly, like, you know, partly because he created these holes on these courses and they they got they got famous. Like if, if somebody just showed up today and was like, Redan hole, and if nobody had seen it, then you'd be fired as a golf course. Oh, okay. What are you doing? You have like a gigantic backstop <laughs> on the middle of your green. But anyway, he created, and so then he would be like, okay, use that concept and you take it as a template hole and you go elsewhere and do it and so forth. So me and my friend, John Gilligan, who listens to this uh, podcast from time to time, hello to John and his uh, wife, Kate, and their children, Charlie and Jack. Jack is uh, my godson, but they're two, two great boys. Um, John and I like to talk about templates. Uh, templates for other things. Okay. Okay. So, and we stretch it a little bit to where it's ne maybe not necessarily, it lives somewhere between this concept of just like a visual that should be used to influence other things and, and, and a model, you know, so this will be like a perfect thing, blah, blah, blah. So from time to time, maybe, maybe just today, if it doesn't go well, but I, I want to <laughs> do this thing where I work with you to hear what you think would be a good template setup for certain types of things. That okay. I think so. Okay. So here's the situation. You are hired to come up with a few different templates for different, uh, for different uh, scenarios out in the world. They want to test you to see whether or not you can ultimately become the key like architect designer who's going to come up with these template concepts. Okay. And we're going to do a few of them. And, and we want to start with, um, I was going to have, and I can't really do it anymore. I was going to have you do the template kitchen. But I think you hit so many things in that prior uh, one that yeah. were kitchen related. That now what I want to do is I, I want to I had a I had a backup one there, which is I want a template twelve item menu. So you, we've got a restaurant, and what would you be? What do you need to see for that sort of smaller restaurant? It's only going to serve about twelve things. What what's got to be on there? to make sure that the menu is uh, is robust enough despite being pretty small. Okay. Um, and this is items, uh, may I ask, uh, these these are items that must suffice from appetizer to dessert, just 12? This is the entire menu. You get, it's, it's one of these restaurants with a one-page menu, 12 total items. Okay. And then and then people are going to be able to use that to say, okay, I'm actually going to do a 50-item menu, but I got to look at TJ's template and make sure I hit the key stuff. Okay. Then I'm, I'm going to say, let's see if I said there was three. Then you need, I'm going to break this down. You need 25% of the items to live in the appetizer, in the appetizer side. So, um, and of those, you need a shareable, a, a shareable item in there. Uh, something that could be 
uh, enjoyed solo in there. Just clearly, this is for one person. This is not meant to be. This is not meant to be shared. And in each of these, um, whatever category you have, you have to have one thing that's also easily a vegetarian option. So if it is meat, you know, like the, either the meat can be removed or if not, then one of these options has to be just fine. Um, just fine. So example, let's say the three of these items from your 12 item restaurant had to be a, had to be a, uh, uh, appetizers, then something like edamame would satisfy that that's absolutely shareable and it's a fine vegetarian, a fine vegetarian option. So as long yep. as those bases are, Got it. So are you, covered. Can, you can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Got it. So, um, and this would leave, I'm going to say that you need at least two items from these 12 items to live in your dessert side as well. So we'll go to the, we'll go to the bottom there. Um, you're probably going to have enough fans of, of chocolate that I would recommend that one of these things be like a chocolatey based and then something else that can be maybe fruity or something light, a light finish to the evening. But shouldn't be chocolate. The other one should Correct. Be. Correct. So if you had like, uh, chocolate lava cake in an individual, you know, like little crock, little cast iron crock. Then your other thing, have a blackberry sorbet, have a right. light tart or something, kiwi Fair tart. Fair to or say something. that on the two desserts, if you had to use three words to describe each one, so like chocolate, syrupy cake, yeah. that you can't have an overlap of any of those three keywords. You know what I mean? So like not only should it not be chocolate, but the second one shouldn't be a cake yeah. either. Yeah. And I, and I would, I would even think of it as, um, think of it as heavy and light if you want to, you know, and you can, yep. you can use either side for your chocolate, but like if, if you're going to go light, then like truly like a raspberry sorbet, something that's almost refreshing. Um, I, okay. I, I, I would say you want, I would want people to be able to go to your restaurant feeling like I can leave there stuffed or I can leave there feeling like I did, I, I did right by my body health wise. Um, so now you have, seven items in the middle to to play with your entrees and again i would have something that man i want to feel like i had dinner so you have somewhere on there like a tomahawk pork chop or something like that where you like that that person felt like they really went to town and felt satisfied as a carnivore and a a hungry uh you know a lumberjack meal and they they felt all right um i would say also have something like a quinoa bowl in there that someone felt like you know what i I had a late lunch today. I don't want to not look forward to going to your restaurant. So they have quinoa with, you know, grilled chicken and three kinds of vegetables busted up in a, in a, in a bowl. So you felt fine about that too. I would say throw so we got a, a low cal light dish. We got a probably high cal, a heavy, like a centerpiece, maybe, maybe more likely to tend towards meat than not. Yep. I like that. I, I'm with you. I think have a fish, you know, have, have, a, have, you know, if you're, if you're going to have proteins and you only have seven items to play with or a certain amount of items. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. I would say don't even repeat. If you're going to have a tomahawk, you know, like a tomahawk pork chop, then don't, don't go pork anywhere, anywhere else. Yep. Um, so, so across your seven dishes, you're not repeating a protein. Yeah. Yeah. I would have like, go ahead, have beef, chicken, fish, pork. And then you can left to play with something like a quinoa bowl, have a pasta dish, you know, or something, something that is based in something not, not meat wise, as far as your, your main focus. Well, I just want to make sure, you know, before you get too far here, you know, are you going with zero sides? Oh, gotcha. As far as items go. Well, uh, I hear you. Okay. Then, hmm, shit. I'd have to go all the way down to five entrees then. Or you could go. You could go down to two apps and have just make sure that one of them is, uh, is yeah. a, you know, is a vegetarian option. 
If I have two at the top and two at the bottom, I'm feeling like now I'm just making kind of ba almost like a prefix menu. I want to keep three at the top, give you a okay. little bit more, a little bit more choice as to how you want to bring your meal, how you want to bring your meal in. Um, let me see. Can I get away with pork, chicken, beef? No, I think I want to keep fish. That takes me up to four. But yeah, I think you could maybe get away with, with just one out of the pork or chicken or maybe two out of the pork, chicken, beef you know and you could even say that like we're gonna have two two meat proteins yeah non-fish non one fish one and maybe one you know one entree that's a vegetarian entree all together where you can add the you know chicken right. that we're using for the dish or whatever yeah good call let's take it down we'll take it down to five entrees thank you i had i had not thought about sides at all so we'll have definitely beef and definitely chicken that quinoa bowl or or however you want to have like a grain-based bowl, whether you want it like, you know, quinoa, rice, uh, pasta, it's some other base. And that you can that you can have uh, a protein in if you want, but that's the one that gives you the move around to be just fine without without chicken. So, you know, like you could have chicken in a quinoa bowl or chicken in a pasta dish or or yep. you could have that be just uh, just a vegetarian, just a vegetarian entree. Um I like I like fish in there, and you could have something else too. Let's say let's say it's a, a pasta based one, grain based other that you can have with with a you know with a pork or without, and be just fine with your rice without without you know sweet and sour pork right. over the top. Or but something again, like, like I like how you're doing this because you you know it doesn't necessarily we're not even necessarily saying oh you got to have a pork and a beef and a chicken. It's more like you got to have you know you want to see two you know two of the heavier meat dishes uh a fish and then a couple of uh you know vegetarian options where if you want to you can you know use one of the other day's proteins and move it onto there or what have you yeah like, i like how you kind of set that up and then the last thing will be the last thing we have left are two sides and here's what i would say seasonal and signature oh i love the uh, the double s i love yeah. you said. <laughs> signature I think that's right. You've got, I mean, you're only doing two sides. Like there's gotta be a thing that's like, Hey, everybody yep. gets these. Yep. Don't even worry about it. Like you're, you're going to want them. I know you don't normally like onion rings or whatever, but that's our thing. We're you're known for you it. Have, yep. You gotta have that dish and probably one of your entrees, you know, be a thing that's like, this is what people come. Yep. Love. We're See, known, we're known for this. So like, you know, everyone gets the, whatever the truffle fries, everyone gets the, you know, fill in, fill in the blank, whatever, whatever that is. So you, you really put your time into it. You know, it's, it's, it's your lobster mac and cheese or it's your whatever, you know, like, but you're known yeah. for, for that thing. And then the other thing is just seasonal as hell. You know, it's, hey, it's beets and yeah. goat cheese right now because it's beets, you know, beets are, are perfect, but you know, it gives you some, some movement through the course of the year. It also keeps you interested. Like I, I kind of like knowing a place will always have this and this part of the menu changes. So you're going to have three different things here or whatever. So going there, yeah. knowing like the side is going to be, fresh and changing that then then that's how that's my Thanks. that's the template so now i may not have done a good job of explaining exactly what i meant by a template but you understood exactly what i was looking for. So okay good what we did is exactly exactly that and the one i was going to do was was again like uh somebody's home kitchen uh because that would interior decorator you know fit into our theme but i, I just think we hit that one a little too hard so i like that we did the menu and i want to do one more for today okay and that is going to be I want, I want the template for what a public restroom. What, what, <laughs> like I want to know everything that kind of needs to be in there and what it's going to look like overall. 
Okay. And we can build from it. We can shrink it down a little bit, but like, what what do we got to have in the public restroom? Am I free to ignore local lo- local ordinances and stuff like that? Because my guess is, do you have to have one of those? This baby- is a template, man. If okay. We've got a local ordinance that requires us to deviate from the template. That's on you, architect. Okay. You're given the template that's like, this is what you ought to start from. Because I think I'm not going to have a baby changing station in in in, yeah. in mind. But it feels like those okay. are in all the public, all the public, there's a baby changing. Koala, Koala Express or whatever that thing is that's... Well, you can always, you could say, look, there's there's another entrance where that, that section is, but it's not going to be in the main room. So yeah. you, could, you could start by saying we're going to have, there's going to be multiple, uh, you know, multiple different areas. Okay. There. So, um, does it, does, do I need to know as far as, uh, like occupancy of this area? Like, cause if it's, if it's a, if it's like a public park, then I want to have, you know, like eight toilets, but if, do I just need to know like ratio urinal to toilets kind of thing? Yeah. It's more like, yeah, again, like people have to take your template and move it to their, their particular situation. Okay. Yeah. You're allowed to go up to 75, 25 urinals to toilets. Okay. You know, I mean, if you're only going to have one of each, then obviously, you know, like that's you have to you have to, you know, you have definitely to... not thinking about a, a small one, though. Like we want to, you know, medium, medium size yeah. or, or large. So I'm thinking good template, good template number two to one urinal, urinal okay. to, to toilet. Um, okay. um, good, good template wise. I want actual privacy on the toilet stuff. There's there's yes. so many public places that like. From where the what are we the, doing? What kind of lock? What kind of what kind of handle are you putting on there? I, I'm first of all, I'm going to make as many things hands free as possible. Like yes, get get a door that you can just push with your butt that you don't need How to. About no door. What about the uh, you know front just, front thing? I I don't mind yeah. having a I don't mind having a door because if it's an all if it's an all season thing, then you might yeah. want some protection from the elements. You know, yeah. as, as far point. as as far as here goes. Um, but but as many things as be touch free. Butt, elbow, you know, like all that, all that shit, you know, like do it that way. Um, but it, but if you do make those hands-free water sinks, make the goddamn thing fucking receptive to the fact that your hands underneath it. Because I don't know if it's just yeah. me, but like half the time I feel like I'm a ghost when I go there. I have no idea where to put my hands to actually turn the damn, turn the damn water on. And if you're gonna do Under- that, sure. have have the water. It's it's. It can't be hot because it's going to be one temperature, right? If you do it automatic, it, yeah. it, it definitely removes and and limits your ability to have some Jagmo leave the sink running when he leaves. So that's right. you know that's what I want from a public. Make it just a little bit warmer than 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 it normally is in my experience. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, what kind of hand drying options are you going to have? I know you yeah. you're going to have the hands free, but are you going to provide additional options for those that don't want to do the hands? Man, I personally love a paper option, but I but I also understand the uh, how you open yourself up to vandalism in that sense of someone just ripping through ripping through forty or fifty of them. But I would like a paper option, um, even if it's off a huge roll, you know, like or something like that, as opposed to the. Um, that, that seems to me easier than the ones that are sort of loose in a container where you pull one, but three or four may just pop out the, the brown, the brown folded napkin-y kind of ones. You know what I'm talking about? Could you, yeah, I do. But could you maybe kind of get the best of both worlds by putting the, uh, the paper option is hands-free. Okay. You wave your hand under it and you get the one paper towel. So the vandal has to wave his hand under there again and again. And I think that's a great call. Time. 
I think it's a great call. Is you risk more, you risk being there as as people walk in doing doing some. Yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good call. But for the non-vandal, I would like that that length of paper to be sufficient to get the job done. Because yep. I think yep. quite a little, often, a longer than, than average. Yeah, quite often I think they try and and be conservative on the first yep. one, which makes you take a second one. And if you just made the first one a little bit longer, then you wouldn't have to do the second, and you'd actually yep. end up with less less waste. Um, oh yeah. So the privacy thing, if, if you can either offset or, or, you know, or, or however you want to do it, or you either just close the gaps, but quite often the toilet is opposite the sink, which has a huge mirror and there's big old freaking gaps in the door and the lock area or, or whatever. And you're basically just, you can't help, but have either them look at you or you trying to look at them through these gaps to the other to the other side. So if that is yep. the case, then at least line up the door with the sink so that your straight on view is to the is to the meat of the door as opposed to the gap between the door and the next and the lock and the or the next stall or whatever. I, I hear you there. That makes sense. Now, uh, let's talk about these journals. You got a two to one in there. Yeah. Uh, how how load to the ground do they go do they go all the way down and uh, how deep into the as, into the wall as much as i like those floor models i think it's a thing of the past and offers up so much shoe splash that it's not even worth having them all the way all the way to the bottom okay. um i think if you have two you probably have to have one of those lower ones i think those are for children i'm not positive that that that's what those are those are there or just really short folk i don't know um yeah. but uh uh, how and would you say how far into the wall? I'm yeah. cool with the ones that come out about six inches uh, from okay. from the wall. I would also I also think now in the same way that I want to start thinking in general about most hands free for the sake of sanitation and stuff. I also want to start thinking about water efficiency for a lot of these things too. Yeah. So I think uh, as as efficient as you can be with. I know there's some splash like I think they used to like like to advertise toilets of like full man two gallons of water comes shooting out of here and now right. they want to say like it's half a liter so you know like and i would start leaning towards there although i don't like i think it's confusing for people maybe less in europe the ones where there's like the flush button in the to and the men's john is split between like one it's like one two one one like water drop or two water drops and i don't yeah. think people know that this is for whiz and this is for dump so and so you end up just trying you like most people i think just kind of hit in general in the middle and you may catch both, both or yeah so number three yeah, yeah i think that's a bad design uh, element dividers between the urinals no dividers how are you doing that I, I do want a divider yeah i want you to have to work where i want you i want like it's it's nobody's favorite thing i think to have to use a public bathroom to begin with so the most the most comfortable or convenient you can make it then then i i, I think you should try and help people out in that way so yeah i would like a divider right. in between and how how are you locking yourself in the stall if if uh, you get if you're going in the stall? Yeah, you know what I I feel like there's so many problems with the the little turn guy that that yeah. little knob always seems to be unaligned with with yep. where it's supposed to always. fit in the other side. Give me a I'm fine with a simple, you know, like hardware store bolt that goes yeah. across to the other the, side. The That's I'm bolt, fine with yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Give me that and a, and a, you know, and the, the, the cuff to fit it into that always seems to make, that seems to make me feel pretty comfortable. I, I strongly agree. And then, uh, what, what are you doing on the toilet paper? Like how big a roll is there? Is it multiple rolls? Is it one big industrial roll? Like what's, what's, you know, do you, 
I have you ever been the guy who has to switch from one row in those ones that has multiples? Have you ever been the person that had to find out how to get that other one down from the like from the uh like multiple shoot thing there? Not that I can recall. Yeah, me me neither. I don't know who who that person is, but I've never been that person. And if you've never been that person, then maybe like one guy out there is like I I've I've done it over 40 times. I'm always that always that guy. Um I I somehow feel more comfortable knowing that there's a second role in there somewhere. So I would probably go with the multiple guy, even though I've never had to use it. I think I've taken solace in the fact that if this one runs out, there should be another one in the, in the, in the revolver there. It also suggests perhaps inaccurately, but it suggests that that the quality of the toilet paper is going to be a little bit. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. And that it's been serviced, you know, like, uh, it makes me feel like then someone, if there's multiple in here, someone comes in here and reloads these things, uh, at some, at some point, sometimes those big ones are like, Hey, no one's been in here in, in a year. Although I also don't necessarily take solace in the, the boards where people have to like initial their initials for that day that they were in there. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. this bathroom was serviced by whoever. And you know, there's some scrawl there that says someone's been in, been in there. What, uh, also what, you have to have some sort of odor killing thing for a public one whether it's those automatic like air thing that happens every once in a while or or what have you but you have to have something for something for that what what how about the width of the stalls i mean you got a two to one ratio but like are the stalls uniform in width or do we have some some differences. Oh, I'm so, yeah. Well, certainly one for one for handicap, you know, if, if it's just one, but you know, I don't need a ton of room in there. Like I do not need to make those spacious. If, if it's a matter of having three really roomy ones or four working, give me the four working, you know, like uh, I'm fine. I'm fine saving a, a real luxurious dump for at home. I just want something that works out in public because I'm, I'm ideally getting in and out of there as quick as possible. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not changing suits in there, you know? Ah, anything else? Uh, otherwise, I think we've got like a nice template here for the public restroom. I restaurant. think that's. I think that's about it. I, I think. I think you want. Uh, you know what? If you want to save some money, I don't need a mirror across all four. If there's one mirror that you can check yourself in and the in the way out, then that's fine. If you want to save some money, but public restroom, I don't. I don't necessarily need a mirror. You know, a, a huge piece of piece of glass across all. Four yeah, let's or save the money on that mirror and, and yeah. put it into uh, some hands-free equipment. All <laughs> there right, you go. wonderful. I mean, Woo. that's great. Man, I hope I that that was intense. That felt intense for some reason. Like really, like I really need to be responsible for this template. Hey, I mean, thousands of people will be building public restrooms based on your template. All right, here's here's a quick one for you, Rush, and this is uh, off of Decorator. Um, here's the situation. You're the proprietor of That Takes the Cake, a boutique bakery that specializes in cakes for specific occasions because you always know just what to say. So I'm going to present you with a few um, customer requests, and I'd like you to tell me what you end up writing on the cake to get the job done. Okay. All right. So one one person walks in, walks into uh, uh, your uh, That Takes the Cake and says, they need a cake from an, an international assassin who wants his victim to open the box, read the cake, and look up with the feel of impending doom before being shot in the head. Uh, You finally received your just desserts. All right, great. Wonderful. Thank you. They say, yep, great. Can I have it by Tuesday? And uh, and they walk out. Uh, no, no. 
no, no, oh, God, oh, right. We we write the perfect stuff, but we're never we're never on time with our very slow yeah. to get anything done here. Um, this next one is from a coworker who wants to buy a cake for an office mate who took a comment sexually that was truly and sincerely not meant that way. Uh. <laughs> I really was talking about the tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be a disaster because he's going to come in and say, I'm so sorry, please have a little sugar. But then we accidentally repeat the last word. So it looks like he said, I'm so sorry, please take a little sugar, sugar. And he's like, once again, once again, you you've done something that's a great way to keep him coming back now that guy's gonna have to come back and get another cake to make up for that cake you know it's a nice all right this This, uh this one is a it's a morning zoo dj wants to tell his fellow zoo member that he thinks he was actually funnier before he quit drinking uh (laughs) this cake it just says uh it's got a little picture of like some uh, some like Baileys, and okay. then below it just says the thirteenth step is to get funny. Again. <laughs> okay, very nice. Uh, this next one: a major league manager has to send his thirty-seven-year-old injury-plagued second baseman either down to the minors or designate him for assignment. I'd say it'd be. Uh, I've had to make a lot of hard decisions, but sending you down truly took the cake. <laughs> okay, nice. Great. And it's in your place is that like that takes the cake. So it's it's almost a little advertisement too. Yeah, um, exactly. Here's the last one. A person wants to remarry someone for the third time, even though the two divorces that they've been through have been really acrimonious. Yeah. Uh Shame on all of us. Maybe it's like first time shame on you, second one shame on me. This third one is like we're all complicit. <laughs> shame on all. Excellent. That was those. Those were those were those. Great. All right. Uh, my last one for you. Um, so with interior decorator, we've talked a lot about decorating homes and, and other things that they would do. But I want to uh, take interior decorator literally, TJ. So here's the situation. Okay. You are an omnipotent being who gets to decide how to uh, fill up the like emotions and personality traits, the insides of a human being. We always hear uh, what matters is how beautiful you are on the inside. So you're a true interior decorator. What are some things that you want to make sure uh, you put in there to get the uh, kind of feng shui uh, or whatever you want to call it of a, um, uh, of a person just right. Okay. First of all, I'm going to put the heart in the middle. I've never understood why that was off to the side. Okay. So I'm going to feng shui that up, that up, right. The heart's going to go behind the sternum. So it has even more, even more protection. And we balance, we balance the body off, body off a, a little bit, a little bit more. Um, as far as here's, here's what I'd like. I'll try and phrase this the right. That now it feels to me like people are so ready to be offended. Um, and with like the, the the 
uh, prevalence of social media, there are so many opportunities to do this that I'd like to make sure that it is inset into people's personalities that first you take something in the best possible way, mm. as opposed to first taking something in the worst possible way. That got it. That so you, trying to see, trying to see the good in people and things. You're kind of. I mean, that maybe is not the perfect it, way to say it, but I, I hear you. Instead of seeing things immediately as a perceived slight, you see them as like, oh, they probably meant this. You know, like they, yeah, um, you know, however, however you want to, you know, however you want to phrase it, that they they seek to take things in the best possible way first, than than the worst possible way, or yeah, to be. Um, Got it. So you, you hang a little bit of that in there and, uh, you know, that, that, that helps, uh, decorate the person. What else do you want to make sure is in there? Requirement that you have at least a basic sense of humor that, you know, like maybe that removes psychopaths and sociopaths from, from the, from, from the world too. Like, cause it seems like our loss. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That, that, cause I think there's, I'm not sure why, but I have a feeling somehow sense of humor is tied to like some sort of empathy or sympathy, but that everyone have at least a basic sense of humor. Everyone finds that so attractive that I don't know why we wouldn't have had that evolutionarily beat into us that we, we have to have a sense of, a sense of, of, of humor. Um, no one, very few people like feet. If I could get rid of them entirely, I would, but maybe I'm going to fuse all the toes. Oh, so now you're back to the exterior. Yes. Exterior. Well, well, yeah, but like, I mean, it does affect, okay, gotcha. I also thought you meant the inside, the interior as far as like, okay, gotcha. I'm fine with moving the heart to the center. That's that's fine. We're mostly focused on intangibles. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, then, uh, as long as we can, I'm going to, you know, up, up kindness, up, uh, up, um, empathy. Um, what else? Um, uh, I like it. So those are like the key rooms, you know, like if you had to yeah. say, like you got every house has got to have a, a kitchen, a living room, a dining room, uh, you know, whatever, it, two bedrooms. Yeah. Like, that for you, that's like your kindness, your empathy, your sense of humor. What else are the key rooms? Other side of the coin, I'm gonna get rid. I'm gonna get rid of fake smiling. You can't fake smile. You either have to. It either has to be a real one, or you just don't do it. But no, 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 no fake. Um, it'll be. It'll be a. Um, we're gonna set this that you can only lie three times a day. Oh. Because right. I I think that should get you through the the white lies that help that yeah. help you like survive help you and your friends survive like that that you shouldn't need to white lie any more than three times a day otherwise you're just gonna end up telling the truth yeah I mean I feel bad for that one guy who's got like a murderer running through his home and he's yeah. like where is she I don't know where is she I don't know where is she I don't know where is she well maybe it'll make you up your home security a little bit like how you should have and and not made. Not made such a, uh, an enemy of this person who wants to hurt whoever she is, yeah. you know? Yeah, because we know he's not a psychopath, so yes. he's got a real reason. <laughs> um, oh, I would like to... you and Something kicks into you that um, in, at, at, at a birth, at the birth of an offspring, kind of like makes you better a better parent. <laughs> that I think there are so many... So many like either intolerant or whatever, like parents out there that that something kicks into you that gives you an instinct of how to like better, I don't know, better equip young people to deal with the world, you know, something yeah. like that. 
And I think like, you know, a lot of people do have that. Yes. And, uh, you're saying we got to dial it up, make sure everybody's got that. Yeah. Again, we got to get rid of these sociopaths. Yes. Yeah. That, that, um, oh, here, here, what I'll, here's what I'll say. You cannot mistreat something that is weaker than you. If if you decide to exercise some some um, some uh, malicious intent, it has to be someone who's stronger than you are. But, but you, then you have a problem because that stronger person is now wired that they can't retaliate. Right. So you can just you can just destroy their life. It's only gonna go well. So yeah, it'll only go up a ladder. But yeah, uh, but. But you know, maybe like maybe that stronger person can say to three people weaker than that person, like, "Hey, you should get this guy." <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I like this. You got to be creative. You got to come right? up with. I, I need three weaker people. To right. <laughs> I want to root out. I want to root out like animal and child abuse. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. trying to trying to find a way that like you can only go up. Like like humor should only. You should only punch up, right? And like yeah. so, like kind of to make to make that a requirement that the that the, the the vulnerable to take to take fear away from the vulnerable. You know, I love that there's these hit squads <laughs> and weaklings <laughs> traveling around like bands of weaklings that are like turned into the hitmen. Yeah, it's how the meek it's how the meek will really inherit the earth because the the it's just on the way up, everyone's gotten gotten smooshed. Um. Yeah, how about those things? Is that is that That's help? great. Oh, right. I love it. It's a great job doing some interior <laughs> uh, decorating. Interior decorating. All right, here's the last one for you, Rush. Um, you uh, here's the situation. You are hired at the Department of the Inferior, which is trying to quantify lists of inferiority. So I'm going to name some people or objects for you, and I'd like you to tell me what's just one step below those things on the inferior uh, inferiority list in their particular category. Got it. So in the world of movies, what is just one worse, one less as good movie than planes, trains, and automobiles? Oh, okay. Okay. So one less good than that. Um, pretty big fan. Mm-hmm. I think Roundly Thought of is a pretty, pretty good, pretty good movie. I would say, like, for me, it's probably an A minus. So I'm searching around for some A minuses that maybe don't necessarily have to come from comedy. Yes, that's absolutely fine. Um, and so one worse movie, slightly, just very slightly inferior, I will say. Uh, witness. Oh, with Harrison Ford. You got it. Great, great call. Great call. Um, now I like this. You may not. In the world of jams and jellies, what is just one worse than orange marmalade? I like orange marmalade. Me too. I like it. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can I can tell you what's one worse than that. Okay. Uh, no problem. And that is going to be a raspberry. Okay. Uh, a raspberry jelly. I got some of that uncorked downstairs right now, and I'm enjoying it. They're both it. pretty good. Uh huh. They're both like at the lower end of my top ten jellies. They've both got some tooth to them too. There's that rind yeah. in the marmalade, and you get a lot of seeds in a in a real raspberry in a real raspberry jam. On yep. the list of actors and actresses, who's one worse than Reese Witherspoon? Oh, 
One worse than Reese Witherspoon. I'm going to say Cillian Murphy. Okay. All right. In the world of sandwiches, one worse than the BLT. Oh, you know, a uh, good one because I said I probably got probably about eight, my top 18 or so sandwiches really tiered out. I know them, but BLT, you probably know, is not way up there for yep. me. Uh, so the BLT, I would say one worse than the BLT is the Turkey Club. Okay, great, great. Which has you get a, you get kind of BLT in there. And, yeah. yeah, it's it's almost the same sandwich, but I'm right. replacing the the best part of the BLT <laughs> bacon with a less good sandwich meat. But the club does have the advantage of. It takes away the disadvantage of the BLT for me. I know a lot of people don't find this a disadvantage. Yeah. Why I rate the BLT pretty low? Not enough meat. Yeah. So the I best agree. part, it's too, it's too little of it, and the Turkey Club gives you a ton of turkey. So it's like a, it's a great question, which is, would you rather have a little bacon or a ton of turkey? And I'd rather have a little bacon, but not by much. Yeah, it, a Turkey Club's almost like you took a turkey sandwich and a BLT and shuffled them like cards. Yeah, that's fair. That's how, fair. How about um, U.S. cities? One worse than Austin. Seattle. Okay. Uh, bands. Both good cities. Mm-hmm. Bands. One worse than Dave Matthews. Ooh. One worse than Dave Matthews. That's, that's, that's a hard one. And the reason why it's hard is that I really enjoyed Dave Matthews. When I, I think I've said when I was in high school, I, pro- I probably still have seen more Dave Matthews concerts than anything because we think, went like basically twice. A month. I think we talked about this. I think I have too because also he was part of all the fests. Like That's if right, there was yeah. a fest, it was you know he they were they were in that lineup somewhere. And I really enjoyed his, his stuff back then, and then I mm-hmm. I, I still enjoyed uh, Crash or whatever that album. You know, I don't had Crash. Back then, I don't think we knew they were either they either were or were going to become a jam band. I, I feel like okay. a lot of times they played just songs the first couple times I saw them. I saw they were they were a jam band when okay. I watched. They would have these very long renditions of like ants marching and it would okay. like twenty one minutes and um so so it's it's a little hard because I have to aggregate all of my Dave Matthews because I, I did really enjoy them when I was younger and now like I pro- I never listened to Dave Matthews right um, except the very old stuff and so I'm gonna say uh, and I apologize. I apologize in advance. This is really going to upset you, but I'm going to say in excess. Okay. Oh, last week when you said you lost me there, Michael Hutchins was the lead singer of in excess. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Didn't, I don't know who he is, but uh, there now I will for probably seven minutes. <laughs> here's uh here's a tough one. I Well, maybe not a tough one. Modes of transportation, that seesaw train track thing where you like hand up and down on a, oh, yeah, yeah. what's one um, worse than that? That's that's pretty low as far as things will actually mm-hmm. get you moving forward. I mean, it's it's a lot better than like a merry-go-round, right? You know, where you don't get anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's inferior to hot air balloon, which even though the hot air balloon's not a great way to get anywhere, at least it's kind of cool. Um, so I will say the next step below that is like, um, oh gosh. Pogo stick. Okay, great. Uh, last three. One worse on the list of dogs than a Rottweiler. 
Um, wow. I think I'm going to say like an Irish setter. Okay. Both great dogs. You're still, you're still, we're still in good territory. One more. I'm high on both. I'm high on both of those dogs. They're both, if, if I was just to give you a sense of where I was reaching for there, I was looking for dogs that I thought were about the bottom of the, of the top quartile or the top of the second quartile. I hear you. I think, I think, I think I'm living, I think I'm living right in that same spot. Um, Condiments. One worse than tartar sauce. I was listening to, uh, I think it was a Hey Riddle Riddle, like Adult Fry just hates tartar sauce. I don't <laughs> mind it. Uh, it's It's got its time and place, right? Like you can't be putting tartar sauce on stuff very often. Um, so I, I'm going to say one worse than that is uh, relish. Okay. And lastly, we'll finish uh, in a subset of where we began. One worse, uh, Tom Cruise movies, one worse than Cocktail. Uh, War of the Worlds. Okay, that's it, Rush. It's, that's your, that was your first day at the Department of the Inferior. Nice job. Uh, I love it. I like having to get, yeah, you know, cutting it very thin Boy. over there. You got to be perfect. Yeah. You got to be perfect. Well, one one worse than one worse than you is me. One worse than me is Nate. One worse than Nate is Julie, and one worse than Julie is Emily. And we thank uh, them all. Finally, <laughs> we finally got that ranking that we've been talking about just between us. That's over right. And over and over That's right. Uh, and this was Inferior Decorator. This was here's the situation. If you want to get in touch with us, try here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Um, what else, Rush? Anything else? Just say, I think uh, we probably have some uh, guests coming up in our next few episodes, so excited about that, and uh, hope everybody uh, has, I don't think we've recorded one of these post-New Year, um, maybe we have, but I don't think we have, and so I want to say Happy New Year to uh, to everybody, hopefully 2021 is uh, ends up a lot better for us than 2020. Guests are perfect if people want, people want no less of this show, but less of us in it, then that's, then you're, then they might like the next couple episodes. Oh, yeah. They, they should, yeah. If you if you're like, hey, I like the concept. Right. I like, these guys are running out of steam. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> I want hundred percent of here's the situation, and like sixty percent of of Russian Russian TJ. Then yeah. Then tune in. <laughs> and you're in luck. You're in luck. And we may have two guests at one time, so then you probably get you know forty percent. Right. That, that's a home run day. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>